what a pleasure to welcome you back to another show, another episode of the uh, legendary uh, golf nerd podcast known as Swing Thoughts. That's uh, the uh, one, well, one of the finest gentlemen you'll ever meet, Tim uh, O'Connor. Uh, my name is uh, Howard Glassman, Humble and Fred Radio, Golf Spiritual Leader. Today's program brought to you by TaylorMade, as well as Adidas, the uh, the Swing Thoughts staff, all resplendent in Adidas. I'm wearing a TaylorMade t-shirt. Festooned. Uh, and uh, as we mentioned to our good friend Marty Chuck, now brought to you by <laughs> <laughs> brought to you by Tour Striker and the fine family of uh, golf uh, gadgets. Of course, everyone knows the Tour Striker uh, irons, as well as the Impact Snap. The plane mate. The plane mate coming this spring. And, of course, the legendary smart ball used by, among others. And, by the way, go online and watch this. Uh, go online and see Justin Rose using our boy uh, Chucky's uh, golf gadgets. Pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, speaking of impressive, this program today also brought to you by uh, the Mind Factor. And our friend uh, Carl Morris joins us. From the UK, his book, The Lost Art of Putting. Both of us have read it. We've talked to Carl about it on the show. One of my new fave books. And welcome back, Carl. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you both. It's uh, it's good to be back again. Hey, Carl. Good to see you. Actually, Hi, I'm, I'm, I'm just hearing you. you. All right. Um, speaking of uh, see you, I kind of dubbed this show The Eyes Have It. Um, okay. Because I, it was really interesting. I've... Um, as most people in the, the northern climbs here, uh, my golf has been restricted to indoors. So I've been doing some interesting things, uh, just paying attention to the golf ball. And so I want to get into some on some of the detail, but yeah. maybe I could just ask you in general, what is your, I don't know, takeaway on the role of the eyes in the golf swing? Because I think most of the people, we just kind of look at this ball and we hit the darn thing and we think about what we're doing, but I'm not, not sure that too many people um, really consider how they can use their eyes maybe in a better way to play this game better. Yeah. It is, it's a fascinating area, Tim, and I, I wouldn't for one minute sort of build myself as, a, as, as an expert on this in any way, shape, or form. It kind of be my sort of anecdotal experience with this is that I think one of the things that, that the eyes, to me, when somebody's got very busy eyes, they've got a busy mind. Uh, and, you, and you can tend to see that, you know, when, you, when you're playing, even in your four ball and you're playing in tournaments, you'll see a guy when he starts to come down the stretch. And he starts to feel the heat a little bit. His eyes seem to be just moving all over the place. And, you know, as a, as a generalization with, with putting, I, I see poor putters, what I call looking without seeing. And, and you, you, you'll actually see them standing over the ball and they kind of like look at the hole and their, their, their eyes move backwards and forwards really quickly. But they don't really see. They don't hold a gaze. And I think there's some some real interesting stuff that Joan Vickers did on on what's called quiet eye. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Really, really interesting stuff. And Canadian. I think, you know, Canadian. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, what to me, what's interesting about that, and I've done a lot with players over the years. What I call the last look. And and to me, when you take that last look at the hole, just to momentarily hold your gaze a little bit longer on the entry point into the hole, I've found even just that one thing can be transformative with players because all of a sudden now, when the eyes are actually pretty quiet, the mind goes quiet, but you're supplying good information into the system. 
you know, one of the things I think we need to understand with the game of golf, we're the only game that we're not looking where we're going. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you, if you throw a dart at a board, you're looking at the dartboard. You know, you, you 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 throw a ball in baseball or basketball, you're looking at the hoop. But with golf, we're not actually looking where we're going on the on the putting green. And but the next best thing to looking where you're going is having a very very clear image of what the task is. And I think you know when people become very absorbed in the mechanics and very absorbed in the stroke, they spend less time and pay less attention to the hole at, at, at the expense of being a good putter. Well, one of the things that I, Carl, I've you know through your work that I've listened to for years and on your CDs and your books and things. And I, I sing from the same hymn book, is that use your body. And your eyes mm. are part of your body. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you're not thinking. You're not doing this thing of like, I know oh, I need to accelerate. I need to stay down on it, et cetera. Mm. Well, one of the things. I think, I th- I think sorry, just to interrupt. Yeah. I think another, another interesting one for uh, people listening to, to play around with is, again, with, with putting, is when you actually line, line up before you walk into the ball, having practice strokes you know some people have the practice strokes to the side of the ball some people have the practice strokes behind the ball kind of looking through two eyes like Annika Sorensen did I think it would be worth a lot of guys uh, and, and women listening to this to actually experiment with both positions to have your practice strokes again as a broad generalization I much prefer to have the practice stroke behind the ball exactly. so you're, you're looking down the line and you're confirming the line you're, you're seeing the line in the same position that you've read it now when you stand to the side of the ball having your practice strokes and your head turns to one side for some players that really distorts the line that they've seen from behind the ball so that's a, that's another thing with the eyes that i think is worth looking at and well that and I'm, i can't remember if it was you and i that talked about it or we talked about it on the podcast but you're not a big proponent correct me if i'm wrong if you're 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 not a big proponent of the line on the ball nope I, uh, <laughs> and it, but basically for a similar you mean, reason, you mean someone but someone drawing a line a, well, on the ball. And, I, and if I, so if I'm right, part, if I remember from the book, part of the reason is that line looks differently, looks different depending on where you stand to yeah. the ball. Yeah. There's a caveat, Howard. I think if somebody uses a line and they're a great putter, I wouldn't for one minute suggest to, right. to, to change it. Right. But in my, in my experience, a lot of players get really so hung up on what what they tend to do is draw a really thin line on the ball and then they get so hung up on everything being perfect right. at the ball at the ball end of things at the expense of being connected to actually what the outcome of the putt is now as we've perhaps talked about before on previous shows actually if you if you get your pace better you can be quite a bit out on your line and you'll still hold a bunch of putts However, if you if you have if you have pretty good line and your pace is poor, you'll you'll find all kinds of ways of missing them, because again, as we've said before, when when we get we misjudge pace, the actual effective size of the hole massively reduces. So, you know, again, as a generalisation, we sort of say in the book that most people are better at line than they think, and, and a lot worse at pace. Than Absolutely. They think. Well, you in the in the in the book, uh, the lost art of putt- putting. One of the tenets is, you know, the questions asked is, does the stroke create the putt, or does the putt create the stroke? And you know, the golfers listening have all done the whole thing where you know you you might spend so much gr- time grinding on the line of a putt, and after you hit it, someone might say you fell in love with the exactly, line. Exactly. 
And uh, when I was having my struggles last summer and you and I had spoken off the show, we had talked about, you know, the story I created or players create around their putting. A lot of my troubles, like a lot of people listening, were around pace. Mm. And you can be, if your pace is correct, you basically do what Scott Fawcett said, which is, Eliminate three putts is actually better yeah. than sinking birdies. <laughs> yeah. It is. It, statistically, it is. If, if, there was, if there was sort of anything, I would say for, I don't know, five to 25 handicap golfers, if there's the quickest, quickest route to reducing your handicap this summer, it would be get better at pace yeah. and reduce, reduce your three putts. You know, you don't even have to hold a bunch of putts. Just reduce your three putts. Now, people don't three putt that often because they're wildly out on the line, but they'll they'll three putt very often because they're wildly out on the pace. Um, so while we couldn't have a show with Carl Morris, who uh, coaches a lot of top level players amongst ourselves, uh, <laughs> without asking you about the twenty. 20- 19 rule changes. A lot of people were very fascinated talking about Bryson DeChambeau a couple weeks ago, leaving the the pin in. Now, I know this isn't quite your purvey, but what are your thoughts about that? And maybe we can go around uh, these microphones and, and see what we all think about it. Carl, what are your first thoughts about leaving it in, not leaving it in? Yeah, I think, again, it would in the spirit of Advent, not adventure, but the spirit of exploration. I would, I would suggest that now the rule has changed that people play around with, with the, with the, um, the flag in, in the hole and see if it helps them create a better image of from ball to actually entry into, into the hole. You know, it might, it might just be for some players that they can create a rich, a rich visual of the line of the put into the hole with the flag being there. So, again, it's, it's just something. You know, I, w- I would not be against players doing that if, if 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 you've if you've tried it and you feel like it might assist you in your in your process absolutely just whatever works for you um, mm. is what works and yeah. what i was thinking of is that it, it's kind of like people talked about hogan hogan would say well what are you aiming at and he says well i'm aiming at that at that branch and what he really meant was that leaf and I'm thinking mm. that if the flag is in, that's one thing that's a little bit more specific for your brain and body to hone in on. Mm. That's my thought. And, and yeah, it's an experiment. And this actually was a very cool video put out by Eduardo Molinari uh, just this week uh, in terms of what he experimented with the different speeds and yeah. having it in and out. And mm. So well, that's well, worth checking out. Well, that's what I saw on Instagram this week, that a, a couple of big putting, you know, Teachers did the experiment, and basically, it's based on three different speeds: sort of back of the, you know, just in back of the cup, and three feet by. And you can go check those things out. What I haven't seen discussed, and Tim kind of touched on it a little bit. My thoughts are on longer putts. Again, back to pace. You know, and by the way, the, the Scott Fawcett I referenced, he basically said, if you didn't make any more birdies in a round but could eliminate your three putts, that would lower your score more. Because most people think, oh, i got to hit more greens. It's just eliminating those extra putts. Anyway, the point is, on a 30- and 40-foot putt, yes, sometimes if it's, uh, you know, you'll, we, we, you won't start having somebody hold it till about 50 or, or more, right? But on a 30-foot putt, as Tim just said, I think there's something about having another target reference. Because I notice when I get somebody to hold the flag, my pace sometimes is better because I'm just trying to get it near them. His shoe. Mm. Near his, true. <laughs> I'm aiming at a shoe, hoping mm. to get it near them. And them is bigger than the hole. Yeah. Mm. 
So I think I'm going to ex- my thoughts are I'm going to experiment on the on the bigger on the longer putts first on the 20, 30, 40 footers to see if I my proximity to the hole improves because of the uh, visual because of the visual. Yeah. So, uh, Carl, one of the things that why I wanted to have this discussion about the eyes with you is that uh, I was experimenting. I have this little chipping alley in my in my house uh, where I just every day I hit a bunch of chips. And mm. uh, you and I both uh, have done work with Fred Shoemaker, and yeah. so the retinal after image thing and. Yeah. Um, I, I just think that is so powerful. So a little bit of a story here is that I was chipping and I, I was just trying to be conscious of, say, the feel of my wedge going through, like not directing it, but just feeling it. And, yeah. you know, maybe sometimes I'd hit it, uh, you know, three, four out of six, pretty solid. But then when I would just do the retinal after image thing and so a little mm. detail here is that I would focus on, say, a dimple where there was like a bit of, say, uh, reflected light and I would just keep my eyes on that dimple and after I hit it I would still be looking at it and I would so that so much so once the ball was gone I would see like this little kind of black dot where the ball was mm. and my percentage for hitting it solid just went up I mean it would mm. almost be like five or six out of six it was just incredible so I know that you uh, have talked about this in your book. You, there's a video you've done that includes that. What do you think is going on there? That why the percentage of solid hits goes up when we do something like the retinal after image piece? I, I think it's just as much as anything, Tim. It's a, it's a, um, a mental benefit as, as much as a, a benefit from the eyes in the sense that when your focus of attention is on the on the after image you have a you have a clear intent what the goal is and and your mind actually stays in one place for the whole movement be that a shot be that a putt or, or a chip so actually what they do what happens is that the the mind's occupied and then all of a sudden then the genius of the body can take over your body is then allowed to just do what it knows how to do you know it's funny i think the retinal after image it's just such a profound exercise. You know, we've done it on a number of the putting schools that we've done over the last few years. And almost straight away when you get people doing the after image, you can start to hear better puts. Mm-hmm. Oh, by, yeah. that, by, by that, I mean is that you actually, by people being absorbed in just seeing the after image, they suddenly start to strike the ball at the middle of the putter. They start to roll it much better. The mechanics get better. And all of those things, as Fred would say, all of those things show up as a result of where your attention is and uh, and without trying to do stuff fix anything like, yeah, yeah exactly yeah you know it, it, it always used to fascinate me seeing you know on the european tour for years you'd see you'd see players working on trying to keep their head still and they'd even have the caddy holding the head and things <laughs> like that <laughs> you, you know it's pretty hard to move your head when somebody's holding it but then they'd get on the first green and as soon as all of that all of those constraints are taken away they just come out of it as quick as ever because it's not a body problem it's an attention problem yes and you know the other great be- you know the, the i'm sure you found it tim that when you're working with the after image it's just it's almost well, not almost it's a meditative state isn't it oh, you know you, actually, you feel really calm doing it I'm, i like going out in the summertime just hitting a bunch of putts doing nothing else other than looking looking at the after image and it just feels good for its own sake so how does that relate to quiet eyes um 
it's Joan Vickers is she's a yeah. she's a uh, sports I think kinesiologist or something in Calgary. Yeah. But if you yeah. could just are there dots that we can connect between the retinal after image and quiet eyes? I think I, absolutely. I think inevitably, if your intent is to see the after image, that your that your eyes are, are bound to be quiet, and you you know you're controlling your gaze. So um, you know it's with 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 miss puts it's 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 because you're actually trying to just see an outcome i as the ball gone in or not that with there's all that movement happens whereas when when the goal is to see the after image inevitably the eyes are, are going to be quiet so as joan vickers would say you know you're supplying good information to the system you know you were talking about uh just going out and experimenting with the retinal after image and we've talked about it on the program we've all discussed it uh, and you and you mentioned too that you know one of the things about putting is that it's it, it's a target and golf is a target sport where you're not looking at the target mm. but i will tell you that along you know when you and i and we all talked in the fall about trying to become a different putter a different story i went back to a drill that i often do which is you know, I, I like to start my putting warm-up by looking at the hole. Yeah. And I will tell you people listening, if you ever wanted to feel true release mm-hmm. in your in your putting stroke, and, and you said something, Carl, about you can hear the, the quality of the strike improves immediately, I will tell you, it, it, whether it's the retinal afterimage drill or or just let your allow yourself to... Look, to at look at the hole. I can tell you, I I can go around and my my again my pace putting is better looking mm. at the hole. And I think well, again, again, Howard, the thing is with that, you're actually getting the same effect because the eyes are quiet because you're looking at the hole and you're keeping your gaze in one place. You're not thinking about your strokes, or mechanics, nope. or no. But the body's figuring out how hard to hit it. Right? Yeah, it's just letting it do it. I did a thing. I was talking with uh, uh, Dr. Ed Coglin and uh, who you had on your podcast and we had on ours. And he talked about just hitting putts, um, just trying to hit them a certain distance. So what I'll take six balls and I'll do re- basically the retinal after image drill. And I'll just kind of think and I'll pick out a spot in my carpet and I think hit it six feet and it goes about six feet. Yeah. Next one, five feet. It goes five feet. Four feet, three feet, two feet, one foot. There's no thinking. It's just focus, and the body knows what to do. Well, I think a lot of Carl's work, and a lot of people like Carl, if I may say on your behalf, Carl, is is for basic is to for people to get out of their way, and and for some reason we think that if unless we're really thinking the right things and grinding grinding away, it's like then we're not good enough to do good, but we are. And uh, I think a lot of the stuff, again, from the lost art of putting or the mind factor, it's all about becoming less self-conscious and more just allowing your body to take over what it already knows how to do for the most part. Well, it's, you know, you have to look at kids, don't you? You know, kids will go on a putting green and they don't, you know, initially they won't stand on a putting green and, and put two clubs down and short lines and try and have a perfect <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, What's just, wrong they, with those kids? <laughs> you know, they just, they just go out there and they just see a hole and they, they just move a ball to the hole and all of a sudden become good putters. It's only when they become teenagers that coaches tell them that they need to work on the putting and then they probably get worse as they get older. 
Well, listen, I know this was a short one because uh, we had a little scheduling. Um, in the Lost Art of the Putting, I just have it up on my Kindle here. And one of my favorite things, and you've mentioned this on the show, but I remind people that one of the things that's lovely about this is the quality is the question. The quality of your putting will be determined by the quality of your questions. And that goes to how you see yourself, what exactly are your goals. If you're looking to get better in 2019, get better around the greens with this book. And, uh, you know, one of these days, uh, the three of us, will, we should go over there and hang with Carl. That'd so I think, be I think fun. You, you would you would find half of us a lot of fun. And then there's me. <laughs> <laughs> I've hung with you, well, Carl, on this side of the pond. We need to get over that you side. Need to, you need to get over to this side and play some play some proper links golf. So it's proper. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, sir. Listen, Carl, Carl Morris, uh, all the best. We'll t- this won't be the last time we talk, obviously. Happy 2019, Happy Carl. 2019. Yeah. Thanks all for, the best, guys. And thanks, thanks for, for making some time. Yeah, we appreciate you making time for us as always no problem see All you right, soon take care bye that's, uh, that's, he's actually a doctor you know isn't he a doctor dr carl he's a, i think he's a doctor isn't he yeah i, I don't think he plays that up though i well, think he, 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 he was I, I think, like a real guy yeah i don't know if he has like the phd or anything <laughs> well, like that be. but uh you know what i found with transformative was that piece around Reading a putt on the low side, yes. going about halfway down yeah. the putt and looking at it, and yeah. you get your mind gets your brain gets a look at the whole putt as opposed to behind it. Yeah, not and, and or on the other side of the hole, useless. Yeah, yeah, because that cause now you're seeing it from a different perspective. Uh, go check out the Lost Art of Putting if you're looking for something in 2019. Uh, this program brought to you by TaylorMade, of course, Adidas, and Tour Striker. Tour Striker, our newest <laughs> no, sponsor. Our newest sponsor. That's Howard and Tim trying to get. More free shit. All right, we'll see you next time. There we go. But the horns be blowing that sound. We on down.